This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, what do you say, Al? We wrap up the week here in San Francisco again from the Hyatt Regency. And um, what the hell day is today? Today's Thursday, Thursday, Jerry. yes. Wow. So Thursday. So yesterday... You guys had quite the experience. Now, I was alone yesterday um, all day for the most part until right. dinner. You went with the crew again and had quite the day. The Carton crew. We went and walked the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. So that was actually pretty cool. Um, but uh, Craig was saying on the air today that the um, that the that the water was calling his yeah. name to jump. And, and Boomer was, was yelling dive. And he was a little frightened by that, that that was an actual thing. Mm. But it is weird. You know, we've talked about a couple times here that documentary, I think it's called The Bridge, mm-hmm. about people who jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, and it is a it is a far way down. But the water was very calm yesterday. Well, from there was how no far current. up you are. There was no current? There was no current. Not that I'm thinking you can jump and survive uh, in that with no current. I always wonder, why can't you jump feet first? I was also thinking, like, yeah, if you dive feet first... Belly flop's you, not going to work. No, belly flop's not going to work. Also, like a high diver, someone who's a cliff diver. Right. If they dove in proper diving form from the from the Golden Gate Bridge, could they survive? I would think they probably... I mean, people have survived it, so my guess one would be One guy yes. survived only. Oh, just one? Yeah. Oh, and he said, more than that. as he jumped, he realized he made a mistake. Yeah, I would think that's terrifying. Yes. I told you, I'm walking around the hotel, I look down, it freaks me out, and then I gotta walk by the side of the wall, because I don't even want to look. Yeah, there um, and there are signs on the bridge, which is kind of scary, and call boxes for you to, sure. if there's, not only if there's an emergency, but crisis counseling well, they have those from the bridge. On the bridges in New York, too. You go over the Verrazano, as soon as you get on it, you will see signs really? to, you know, rethink if you're having trouble, call this number. So, yeah, those are all, I remember, what was the movie with John Travolta when his buddy, Saturday Night Fever. Was that it, when his buddy jumped off the bridge? Oh, yeah, I don't know, I was just yelling out. Mm, I don't forget first which one, one it I was. Came up I don't, it might have been, I don't know, but I remember that as a kid watching that. And I remember the first time, you know, realizing when you're actually going across the bridge and you're thinking about the movie. Yes. Like, this is where the guy jumped off. So, I could, again, I couldn't imagine it, but you feel bad for people that do that. How many people were going across the bridge? Not a lot. Not a lot. But they have two They have two lanes for pedestrians. They have a lane if you're walking and a lane if you're biking. The biking's big. The biking's big, but everybody tends to, nobody wants, the walking lane is right up against, uh, on the water side. Yeah. 
and nobody wants to walk right up against that. I'm sure. It's scary. Yeah. So everyone tends to drift towards, and then you almost get run over by bikes. Well, when I wa- I was by myself yesterday, and I was walking. I went out onto Embarcadero, hooked a left, and I just started walking towards Fisherman's Wharf and Ghirardelli Square, and that's where I ended up, and that's where I saw the In-N-Out Burger. We're not to be funny, but I walked in, walked out because the line was insane. Twenty-five deep and, for in and out I mean, burger. it was ridiculous, and everybody on everybody. Oh, it's worth. Not, it's, you know what? It's not worth it. It's an effing burger. It's fine. Is it Ghirardelli Square that makes those chocolates? Yes, that yeah, that's it is. That's exactly right, and a great coffee and stuff like that. But um, what I was really blown away by were the amount of bike rentals and people your age and mine. That was their job, was to rent you a bike. Oh, I would love that job. And one guy is yelling at me to rent the bike. He's, get your bikes here, like it was selling beer in an arena. Yes. And he's, you know, you, you. I'm like, I'm good. He's like, you don't know what you're missing. It's the greatest experience of your life. I said, it's probably not the greatest experience of my life, but thank you. Might be fun, not the best. And I kept walking. And then I got to another point where a guy was... um, trying to sell the bikes and this was great he was trying to explain to the woman and her kids why it's important to lock up the bike she honestly and truly could not understand why someone would steal the bike oh she must not She's be like, from Aren't around these friendly? parts he's like please I'm, it's going to cost you a lot of money if you don't lock up the bike I mean these people so what did you what was the best thing you did yesterday by yourself I didn't do anything I honestly didn't do it I walked I walked for four hours oh my haircut. Can you I got a very haircut? expensive haircut. So I go into a place. Now, my hair wasn't terribly long, but I thought it was a little sloppy. I had to buy razors. I'm like, I'm going to go the extra mile. I bought my razors. I'm like, I saw a barber shop on the way back to the hotel about 9 a.m. I don't know what time A nice-looking barber shop. I've passed it myself. Yes. And so I thought I got, if I had hair, I would go in there. Right now, you think barber shop, you think you're going to walk in a bunch of guys, right? Yes. One guy who owned it. And then he had a bunch of women, American women, Korean women. So I had a nice, Miong was her name. She was from Korea. Americanized Korean woman. She was awesome. Took a long time to do the hair. She did the eyebrows, my hair. She gave me, they had this um, this little device that she rested on my neck as she walked away to get the towel hot to wrap around my head. A 30-second neck massage. So I'm all done. She goes, okay, are you satisfied with the haircut? I'm like, yeah, this is great. She goes, all right, great. Come on over. That's $54. <laughs> I said, for my haircut? She goes, well, you got the, I forget what she, because you got the, the, the grooming. Bonus. I'm like, $54 for a haircut plus, t- now what would you have tipped her on that? I guess you got to tip 20%. You got to go $10 on that. I gave her 65 bucks for yeah. a haircut. For a haircut, yeah. Good haircut. Did it's you get a $65. scalp massage? No. There Sometimes was no that's a little extra massage. scalp massage. So anyway, so that honestly though, that was the best part of my day. And then right from there, I basically went out on a four-hour journey where I walked two and a half miles one way and two and a half miles back. So it was fine. Just seeing the day. sights. Yes, it did get cold though as the day went on. As we as I got further and further away from this hotel and closer and closer to the Golden Gate Bridge, it got cloudy, windy, and cold. So it was interesting. Uh, there's uh, Super Bowl vandals going around here, Jerry, and they're uh, making hilarious signs with the Super Bowl signs that are out and about. So they're removing some letters and adding some letters. So they're making Super Bro signs. <laughs> <laughs> super Owls. Super Owls. Yeah. So I like the Super Bro, but I mean, come on. Super Bro, Super Owls. I like creative vandals. 
I don't like if you're just going to draw a penis on something. That's not nice. But if you're going to be creative and make Super Bowl signs say Super Owls or Super Bro, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm for. That I don't have a problem I'm with. I'm into the Super Bro. I think that's actually very yeah. funny. Uh, now, you were saying there's uh, you have you love talking exercise and uh, diet here. Oh, you want to roll right into this? Yeah, I like this. I thought we had more on the vandals. How about this? You're gonna, you, this is right up your alley, and this is right down my alley, meaning in a bad way. So I found this article, and I sent it to my buddy who I exercise with a lot. The worst things you can do physically over 40. All right. For long-term health and weight loss. Number one. Number one. Good. You can start. Of what to, you're not supposed to do? You can start to dance in three, two, one. Cardio. Nice. Which you hate. I hate. I do not do cardio. Not only does it not help you, it basically stagnates your body and long term will actually increase your injury risk. How that is, I have no idea. My guess would be probably running the pounding on the pavement, stuff like that. Bad for your knees. But it's telling you no cardio. All right. Number two. I'm following this along so far. Ab exercises actually do not reduce belly fat at all. Right. Yes, they increase the muscle in your stomach. The belly fat comes from diet, not from ab exercises. I have sometimes seen really fat guys doing push uh, sit-ups at the gym. For what? For what are you doing? Right. You're not carving out your six-pack. Right, you have to have a flat flab. stomach from diet. Correct. Then you do your ab exercises. And then the biggest one, which we know, if you're not getting seven to eight, not nine, seven to eight hours of sleep, you're a lost cause. Yeah, well, that's you all of us. You have major problems. And then if you roll all three in, you probably look like I do, <laughs> quite frankly. So don't do cardio. No. Don't do ab exercises. No. Do get seven to eight hours of sleep right. a night. So I do cardio. I don't get seven to eight hours right. of sleep. And, well, I don't do ab exercises anyway, but even so. So what they're telling you to do is basically the bike makes no sense. Jogging makes no sense. I like this whoever did awesome, this study. By the way. What they are telling you to do are the short bursts, which is kind of cardio. It's just not cardio that you do or I would want to do. Um, it's got to be quick. 30 seconds, rest for 30 seconds, go 100% for 30 seconds, stuff like that. I like that. All makes sense. I could do that. But it all starts and ends with sleep. Hmm. We're effed. Yes, we are. Well, I shouldn't say that. You're fine. I'm effed. Did you, um, who did you like today on the show? Did you like Gronk? No, See, I really didn't. Yeah, here's a Gronk to me was like, um, like a hot chick. Good to look at, nothing to say. <laughs> Not Gronk, a lot of substance. The Gronk had nothing to say. <laughs> right? Agree. But it was cool to have the Gronk. We've but got the Gronk. him in, right, you I were was the walking. coolest guy in the room. Even the Gronk, this is how I, I came to that conclusion was, the Gronk couldn't figure out how to get to us. <laughs> it was like a, a mouse in a maze to try to figure out how to get around security to come see us. Here's what I don't get. Yeah. He's clearly not the brightest bulb in the pack, right? Yeah, you give him a playbook that's 900 pages long, and he knows what to do. Yes. Well, how does that make sense? And I was checking out his hands, because I, um, not in a creepy way, but he had his large football hands. The football guys have large hands. Yeah. Even the Booms has large hands. Yeah. Chris Sims has very large hands. So if you want your kid playing football, large hands, Jerry. Well, it also comes with the fact they're 6'5". Oh, that would also help, right. Like if... Let's. If I put Gronk's hands on you, you'd yeah. look like a freak show. Oh, I'd be a freak football player. Right. Exactly. That's not going to work. It'd be like the Seinfeld episode, the one with the man hands. Man hands. She had man hands. <laughs> That's no good. My favorite, uh, actually, was Griffey Sr. and Griffey Jr. Yes. Because 
they reminded me of Sanford and Son. <laughs> the relationship between yes. father and son with the younger guy was yelling at the dad, the dad yelling back at him. The story, which would have been moment of the day, had Craig not gone off on the oanus and the ass thing. Um, moment of the day was no question Junior outing his dad for wanting to drive cross country yes. everywhere yes. and not wanting to fly because he's too cheap. Now, were you did you, were you a baseball fan when his dad was playing Ken Griffey? Senior? I mean, I remember him. Yeah, but I, he was at the tail end of his career. I mean, he was big in the seventies. Yeah, was a kid seventies and eighties. Yeah, most but yeah, mostly the seventies, eighties. Yes, but I don't think his great years were for me. You're talking 83, 84, 85. That was really towards the end. Because what, 89 was it for him? I think so. Maybe, maybe 90. So, yeah, I liked, yeah. Sure. I had a cool experience with him many years ago. I think it was like 90, 1998 when I was covering the, the, I was working in Tampa and they just got baseball, the Tampa Rays. Right. So I had like full access to do whatever I wanted there because no one had any idea what was going <laughs> no on. No one knew how to do anything. So, and maybe. All media has access to the batting uh, to uh, batting practice. Yeah. I guess they do, where you could be up against they still the cage. Do. Yep. Yeah, so there weren't a lot of people there when the Mariners were in town. So I was really one of the only people standing at the cage when uh, Griffey Jr., A. Rod, and Edgar Martinez were taking batting pra- practice, and they were casually trying to. They were casually discussing discussing who could hit the roof on the restaurant in center field. I believe it. Yeah. They were having like a little contest, like who could put the ball. Because that was uh, in that ballpark at the time, that was, uh, oh, no one can get it into the restaurant. Well, it's probably like what we saw at McCovey Cove with Bonds. Yeah. You see that statue. How the hell did a guy hit a ball out here? Right. You Steroids, know. Jerry. That's how he did it. Yes. And although I, I don't think Griffey ever did that, which no. I think is pretty obvious. A-Rod did, but probably wasn't at the time you're talking about. And Edgar right. Martinez, I don't think, was ever suspected of it uh, either. It just goes to show how far these guys hit the ball. Right. I mean, it's pretty wild, though. The the thing that interested me about Griffey yesterday was he came across very pleasant. I'm talking about Junior. Do you remember the interview he did on, on SportsCenter with Linda yes. Cohen? He didn't want to answer a damn question. Right. And so maybe having his dad around helps. I think I don't that know. did help. So I was very curious what it was going to be like. And also, Bart Scott was fun. He was great. As he always is. Bart Scott loved how Craig was kissing Gronk's ass. Like, he loved watching that. He thought it was Craig hilarious. Was into it. Craig was very <laughs> excited for it. All week he was very excited yes. for Gronkowski well, to come by. Yes, lots of big guests for us. The, the, Absolutely. You know, it's not the usual Super Bowl guys, but Bart Scott, always great. Willie Colon was great. Now, what was the story? Uh, first of all, I think you're right with Ken Griffey Sr. being there because Junior wasn't answering anything in the beginning, and then his father started answering for him. Yeah, loosened him was, up. Yeah, which was very funny. But then what was the incident that they were referring to because they were very vague about it, and I don't really – fully recall it that Griffey Sr. was on the Yankees at the time when Griffey Jr. was a kid of 10 years old 12 years old right and he witnessed an incident in the Yankee locker room that made him as a kid decide he was never going to play for the Yankees and people had assumed I guess all along that George Steinbrenner and Ken Griffey Sr. had had it out but he said that it he, he didn't get into it but just that it wasn't George Steinbrenner yeah, uh, I don't remember. I was too young to actually know of the incident. I've heard the stories, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it was just something as a kid that he saw that he decided he was never going to play for the Yankees. Yeah, I believe it was something to do with Billy Martin. Yeah. I don't think it was Steinbrenner. I thought it was Billy Martin in the locker room not being very friendly 
to Griffey Jr. But right, he didn't want kids running around. I'm not 100% Don't certain. Don't you wish we that. had uh, we were working, that the fan was a thing, and we were doing mornings when uh, Billy Martin yes. was the Yankee manager? Yes, yes, yes. That would have been awesome every but day. But then again, you know what? We might look back one day and say... We had Tom Coughlin. Right. We had Tom Coughlin. <laughs> Who's ruling with an iron fist. Right. You know, now, so what do we have now? We've got we got another year of Terry Collins, assuming that goes well. Right. Right. You've got Girardi, who, I mean, nice guy. He's boring, though, for our purposes. Right. Good boring. manager. Right. You've got uh, the Jets head coach. Boring. boring. We lost Rex. Right. Coughlin's out. McCagnin is just going to be. Uh, not McCagnin. Um, the hell's his name? Bowles. Uh, no, the new head coach of the McAdoo. Oh, McAdoo. He's boring. Be You're right. Boring as hell. The, but and the Mets uh, manager is always great, but in the beginning is not. Like the Mets managers turn into great theater. speakers yes. and theater because they're so they get so flustered as they go along. <laughs> it's like when you see the pictures of the president. Like here's the president when he took office, and four years later he looks like he's. He's aged 80 yeah, years. His hair's white. Yeah, that's how the Mets managers go during the season. Like, well, in the beginning, they're very well-spoken, and then it just collapses, Hopefully Jerry. for Terry. See, I think for Terry, it was more a matter of doing things in front of the media, although I couldn't believe how well he handled himself during the postseason run with the added media. Right. Um, I just think his brain can't catch up with his mouth. You know, he just gets tongue-twisted because he's talking too fast. Right. And doesn't really... I actually don't think he realizes what he says half the time. So, we got another year of him, and as long as it goes well for the Mets, he's going to be around a while. I don't think he's going anywhere, and that's a good thing because no one cares about the Nets. Derek Fisher's boring, and no one cares about hockey. So... We're losing our characters, dude. Let me run some names by you, Jerry, that'll be on the show tomorrow. Yeah. And so I'm going to gauge your interest. Yes. Uh, we might be able to do Terrell Owens. That's that one's, I'm interested in hearing that. Yeah, I would be interested in that as well. Very much. Uh, Troy Aikman. Very, I, how many pictures have I taken in seven years on the show? Um, well, we forced you to take one with Herschel Walker. Right. Beyond that, how many? I, do, I don't think there None. was another one. I, saw, no, I took one with a UFC guy because you guys asked me to. <laughs> so does that mean you're I, in I would for... ask for a picture with Troy Aikman. I've never asked for a photograph, I don't think, in seven years. I would ask for one. All right. Well, let's line that up. Yeah. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Uh, Jarvis Landry. That's fine. How about this? I got a, uh, when I'm setting up this interview with Jarvis Landry, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll take Jarvis Landry. He's, uh, he plays the Jets twice a year. He's a wide receiver on the Dolphins. Sure. He was Odell Beckham Jr.'s right. teammate. So on the final confirmation email I get from them, they go, FYI, no Odell Jr. questions. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> I go, what? I go, well, he, they played together. I guess they, they were afraid that the entire... She said that he has been on interviews where all they do is ask him about Odell Beckham. Oh, and not anything, and not anything about, about him. him. I said, no, we will... I said, listen, sense. we're going to ask about Odell Beckham, but... Uh, how about Curtis Martin? Been there, done that? No, it's fine. Tyler Lockett. Okay. So he's a wide receiver rookie with the uh, Seahawks. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. I would not. Well, I will not know who that is when he walks up to me. Probably not. I, I wouldn't either. If he doesn't have a jersey on with his name and number beyond, <laughs> that would be great if they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now at Media Day, it used to be you could, uh, or at Radio Row, you would uh, see people walking around. You'd say, "Okay, this guy's walking around. He's clearly either in the media right. or a player." Right. Now that they sell tickets to it. I'm looking around at anybody who's uh, large and athletic looking yeah. 
to see if they're somebody famous. And I actually have to have Craig's uh, children, who are really into uh, they know the NFL. That I, I walk around with them and go, is that anybody? Yeah. Is that anyone famous? It's hard. Because I've got the older guys from the, from the uh, 80s and 90s, and they have the current players. Interesting. And then here's Two Tall Jones we like. Yeah, sure. And uh, we may have Gale Sayers. Oh, see, now that I would be interested in. Depending on how he's feeling. I guess Gale he's Sayers I have been gentleman. into ever since I read the book Brian's song about Brian Piccolo and the way he passed away. I don't know if you ever saw that movie I did or not, read the book. But that's the one that makes men cry. It's it's hard. And, the, and what Gale Sayers went through with him as they became very close and then Piccolo would you know, ultimately pass away at a very young age. Amazing. Really an amazing story. So that's interesting to me. If you get Gail Sayers, yeah. it'd be great. Yeah, they said uh, he's some days he's a little more frail than others, and uh, but they're going to see Gail Sayers. Is? Yeah, oh, I don't hear that. Yeah, they did say that there's some days where he's not feeling it. Oh, so if he's good. feeling it, he's going to come by and he would uh, he would close well, out. That the would show. be kind of cool. Yeah, so that would be a cool. good one. All right. Well, All right, I mean, that's Jerry. a week, man. Well, we've enjoyed some coffee. So Monday, I will do this with Scazzeri. Is that how we're doing it? Oh, I didn't think of that. Because I'm home, and you're going to be here with the boys right. post-Super Bowl. Yes, you and Eddie Scazzeri. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, what if so he's Eddie, terrific? let's talk about astrology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I think it's going to be terrific. I did it with Eddie one day. I know you did. I know you did. It's different. Oh, I'll just bring up management. Oh. <laughs> if you could have a bad mouth management, uh, do something about you. I did somehow work in UFOs into my discussion with uh, Eddie the one day. I think I will. We'll try to keep it normal. I'm going to try and come up with one just ridiculous, stupid-minded fact of life that no one would have any idea about. Like, you know, what river passes through Egypt? And then I'll let them talk for the next yeah. Five minutes on it, like anybody cares. All right, so that'll be it. So enjoy your weekend here in San Francisco. Thank you, Jerry. I'm leaving later. Oh. Uh, tomorrow. What day is today? Today is Thursday. Thursday. So I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm literally right after the show. I might even be leaving the show early. Really? Uh, I got to catch a flight. All right. And then I will see you on Tuesday. Okay, peace out, Jerry. Adios. stars of the show, Al and Jerry.